Welcome to episode 152 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. Girl. Ooh, it's Friday Night Lights. It's Friday Night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this whole, you know what Tina said it seems like it's been forever since we saw each other I'm yeah. like we literally saw each other well first of all we saw each other last night we did but, we but recorded it was a brief, on Sunday it was a brief encounter yeah it was a brief encounter <laughs> you were coming off the parade float oh god and then okay so then we do the parade and then Kate is like you know Chip Lamarca was in the parade or somebody <gasps> said it and I was like what oh, I said now I, just, I feel disgusting that I shared a space with I him I literally did saw his it? face <gasps> no not at the oh, parade on oh. facebook today something came up that he was serving breakfast at this homeless shelter this morning and i was like oh why is this in my feed Fuck, like why am i on facebook i don't understand what i'm still <laughs> doing there i don't, I don't like either. it i don't want to be there i don't give a fuck i don't care i want off of facebook it's I think, that, and by the way i think the muck could survive without facebook like we don't need to be on well, there i know well fuck it I feel like though I looked recently and I was like, they I go. got so many views. I only go on, I know, I know, It's really I gone know. up. So I'm like, I may, but I really lately have only been like posting muck stuff. Like I don't even, and then I'll like a couple things and move on with my life. Ugh. Oh, and one thing that was lovely is our friend Nancy. <gasps> Nancy Fruit! <gasps> Nancy! That bitch! She Ooh. announced she's running for Coconut Creek Commission. I'm oh, so excited for her. Oh my God. She was, I feel like made Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Made She'll do for great. this. She, she, she was made. I'm for getting out there. This. Mark my words, Nancy. I know you listen. Oh. I will be out there. I've oh, already yeah. given her money today, so oh, I will I'm definitely be canvassing. I'll definitely sure. be out there canvassing for her. And it's also because it's a short. It's it's a special session that happens in March, so we don't, we won't have that many Saturdays yeah. to have to go. Yeah, but we like, got to do, like do it. Usually, when it's like a primary I mean, general, it's like six or seven months. You're like, oh my god, yeah. this is never going to end. This is short and sweet, and Ooh. we can just hammer it oh out and gosh, get her yeah. get her in and sitting I have, in there. Um, some time over winter break, I can do. There you go. Some days, yeah. nice. <gasps> Yay. Nancy. Well, I also wanted to talk about. I had two things to bring up, but one of them was that I don't know if you saw this yesterday. But one Terry Rizzo has stepped down from the Democratic Party in Palm Beach Ooh, County. I did not see this. Yeah. Holiday. And one of the things that she said was, well, her quote was, was she's, yeah. <laughs> she's following in the footsteps, this is a quote, of her, one of her um, sheroes. Oh, no. Speaker Nancy Pelosi. I was going to say, please don't say Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Oh, so she realized she's getting out of the the way. She's getting out of the way. She's like, you know, it's time for new blood and time to pass the baton, basically, is what she says. But who is she setting up for this? Okay, guess who? Is it a family member? (laughs) Oh, thank God. I mean, God bless you. I know that these, I, I looked at this person's Facebook today. We have friends in common. I'm sure she's a very sweet woman, but it is another. 69 year old white woman on. another old white woman we can't do in, better in than a this. seat where we just lost a ton of and but now <laughs> this woman is put a video up where she's announcing that she's running to be chair of the palm beach dems and she was basically like you know we need younger people we need new audience okay, we need to, and i'm okay, like okay, okay that sounds good maybe this will be something good who's Hopefully, her running mate like i have no idea because you know it would be nice but to have a younger they person. did ask the broward chair if he was considering stepping down he's like no i'll be serving my full four years <laughs> i was like okay let's do listen, it listen. let's do it by the way it's friday i'm drinking a beer so oh. i'm gonna get it i'm gonna be Thank drunk i hope God. by the end of this Ooh, part a 
This is kind of cool doing it on a Friday. It is. Listen, I wouldn't mind. If you uh, ever want to do this again, I know yeah. you have family night on Friday I do night. Have so I don't want to like Friday. But, involved, I mean, get, but maybe you know. maybe every once in a while. Yeah, you could take a break. Just show up for the coffee dessert. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> I got to say that's my favorite part of... Because I do all the dishes and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. And yeah. then I finally sit down. She's still 12. I'm still 12 years old. Yeah. I'm still tied to this <laughs> Italian thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Speaking uh, of, the only other thing I really wanted to ask you about, and I, I figured why not just do it on the show, is like, what are we doing for the end of the year this year? We always do like a wrap up or oh, like our I favorite have, moments, our favorite cup. Oh, like, do you no want to do that again? Yeah, why not? Okay, cool. <gasps> that sounds fun. Yeah. So like yeah. that'll be on December. Hold on. Let me. I look. 28th. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. So December 28th episode okay. will be a wrap up. Yes. A favorite moment. Oh, favorite guest. Like, we maybe? gotta like double up one of these days because. Mm. Um, the next thing falls on like Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> we got to figure it out. Yeah. But that would be an easy one to do a double for is like a, is the wrap up one. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> wrap up this season. Ooh. Year three, season three <gasps> of the Muck Podcast. Yeah. Listen, listen, guys, three years. Get the word out. Can you I was help such us? a young girl when we started this podcast. We so were so young and innocent. dewy, dewy fresh skin. <laughs> I'm all ragged. I'm like, where's my girl? <laughs> <laughs> I record this podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you something right fucking now. The last 10 minutes of our podcast last week were the funniest fucking thing that I've ever heard in my life. I was editing it. I was peeing my fucking pants. I was, I was playing too. the clip. I was literally going to the clip and I'm like, you, I'm telling people, you have to listen to this. I was dying, dying. It was so ridiculous. It was so funny. But that also gave me an idea about a podcast or like maybe something we can like do Oh, like and throw a, up. How about, or, or Patreon and you can get some exclusive Or content. Patreon, yeah. But like muck, muck headlines. Like oh, we yeah. talk about, I, you know what I mean? And just analyze like that. little news things for I like 15 about minutes. That Cause I saw like things that like are not a whole episode worthy. Yeah. And I, like I saw one about like, there was like some random politician that like got busted for meth, you know, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, that's funny. And it was just, you know, like these stupid little things, um, that I thought would be hilarious or just kind of odd. Yeah. We should do that. Oh, it could be sort of like a banana, you know, that bananas podcast that has just like the weirdo kind of like headlines. Like um, uh, the one I saw recently was that this whole, uh, what do you call? I know that it's a bevy of nuns, but I don't know what a collective of monks are called, but it was a bunch of monks, like the entire Abbey of Monks. Uh, got defrocked because they were all meth heads. Oh my it God. Was like wait, the, did I hear about this? It was like the funniest story. So something like that, but like just political. Yeah, I think, I think be that'd fun. be fun. <gasps> oh, we have something new. Uh, well, coming in season four. Yes. Of the Muck Podcast. <laughs> season three, we brought you video for the first time. Yes. Oh, I like that. <laughs> See, we're always providing fresh We're always content. evolving. Yes. Not our souls or our minds. No. But... Please. Yeah, the podcast. My soul is devolving. Yeah, is that it's, a thing? it's like <laughs> I become more and more murderous with every day. Oh with my every God. DeSantis headline. Oh, yeah. my favorite headline this week with DeSantis is that the legislative, uh, the new legislature is trying to find a way to do a U-turn on the the Disney Reedy Creek. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. My favorite headline was <laughs> so stupid. And then DeSantis went on Fox News and he was like. 
well, it's their own fault for sticking up for things they shouldn't be putting their nose in. And uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's like, that's the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. And he was so pleased with himself. Like, uh, they are jerking themselves off of that so fucking doe face motherfucker. He's so gross. Um, my favorite headline was that the Southern Poverty Law Center is suing him for... Um, they officially filed the lawsuit for the the Martha Vineyard uh, oh, thank immigration issue because they yeah. straight up lied to people. Yeah. So I saw that today and I was like, yes. And uh, the Matt Gates uh, yes, cohort got 11, 11 years, years, years in prison. Oh my God. I was like, yes. The but fucking now. hammer's coming down on him. Oh Come my God. on. It's Can going ha- to happen. We need to have like, that's where we got to go live and just celebrate when yeah. that man is not only indicted, arrested, but yeah. just put in handcuffs. Oh God. Oh, that Beavis and Butthead uh, looking uh, motherfucker. He's so ugly. He's so ugly. He's so ugly. Uh, but like, he's but a then pedophile. I was, but then I was reading allegedly. about it in that article, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, that he allegedly, like, like paid to to have mm. sex with a child. Yeah. With a child, a teenager. And How not are an we supposed to protect girls and this from is, being trafficked, sex trafficked, <laughs> when an elected official, both right. of them, he was a tax assessor yeah. or something. Yeah. When they're... they're having sex with with uh with girls children, who are being trafficked with children they're 17 years they're old children they're the children i mean god what what chance do we have but supposedly that guy uh uh ran his mouth about mm-hmm. gates so i'm like please I mommy's hope, waiting for that I christmas present to god hey. that they like did everything mm. the right way yes because you know you hear the stories about like oh this we can't do this because this was compromised like please they built that please. case honey they built please. that case yeah i'm waiting oh so good all right, well, let's go because okay. my story is long and... All right. Okay. Mine is... I think it's short. I don't even remember. I, <laughs> it's my Friday this week night. Is, is there a song about Friday night? Oh, no. It's Friday... What was that with the girl that, like, everyone shunned her after her? It's Friday, Friday, no. something, something, Friday. No, that's not how it went. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, like Rebecca I, something or other. Yeah, black. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was it i'm gonna go jump off a bridge the fact that i fucking just knew that girl's name okay uh, i'm already I'm, I'm still reeling from my spotify wrapped 2022 uh, where i apparently turned into a 15 year old fucking girl <laughs> and harry styles and olivia rodrigo were in my top five i mean and i was harry like styles. okay i'm gonna discuss this with my therapist in a couple of days because this is wild when did that happen oh my god oh what about it's friday I'm in love. Oh, there you go. I love dun, that song. I mean, that's good. love that band, but boy, yeah. he did not. Oof, did well, not what, what are you going to do? He's an old goth. I know, but like. It happens to the best of us, honey. <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> it's kind of the funniest thing. Like, like you know how they, they're like, what, do, what is our generation going to be like at the nursing home? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the tattoos. <laughs> the tattoos and like, they're going to be raging, yeah. you know, like yeah. <laughs> what are they can be listening to. That'd be funny. Listen, anyway. it's like, uh, here. it reminds me of um, Avril Lavigne. She's still dressing as if she's this teenage punk. No, with- she's not. I swear to God, I'm going to look up a picture right now. She's on tour and she's still wearing the, like she's pants. going to hop to- Hot and, Topic. And little, oh. Yes. And I'm like, Does isn't she, she in her 40s at this she's point? She's got to be at least late 30s, 40s. Let me see how old she is. She's 38. Oh, girl. <laughs> and she still dresses like she's... Look. She's going to Hot Topic. Wait, hold let on, me let me see. F- I got to find a recent picture. Let's anyway, see. Avril she, Lavigne I thought, 2022. I mean, she's, she's cute. I mean, she looks cute, but she's like she's like an old lady still doing yeah, it. Yeah. Look. Let me see this. That's I mean, not a good example. Yeah. That's not a okay. good example. Okay. Her hair looks good. Her hair looks good. 
Okay. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. That's not good. That's not a good example. <laughs> anyway, on tour, she dresses in the in the outfits. So That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, okay. she's still a skater boy at 38. Is all I'm, I'm saying. Just a skater boy, I'm a little boy, something like that. Yes. Da, na, na. But she had ones that the something something complicated. Here, here's one. Here's one. Look about this. Okay. Oh no. She looks like she's from Clueless. Yeah. Yeah, that's not like, in a good way. That's like punk rock clueless. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we went down a wrong, <laughs> the wrong path. <laughs> I blame the Spotify wrapped again. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. We're ready. We okay. are ready. Oh, God. God. Okay. Go. All right. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of former New York Senator Pedro Espada. Mm. All right. Pedro Espada served in the New York Senate, and but. When his high-rolling lifestyle doesn't match up to a civil servant's pay, Uh-oh. an investigation is launched. This is uh, this is the the main road we go down on yes. the muck. Somebody's gotta, taking a too much of the money. Yeah, and it's, I guess it's that idea that, uh, what is the quote? Power attracts the worst mm. um, and corrupts the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. It's just... They always seem like they're here for yeah, the good Yeah, they start off good and then they can't... It's like... It's, it's like they can't turn Which makes away. you wonder, what, what is Nancy Pelosi been up to? You know what I'm Ooh. saying? If someone's been serving for 40 years, honey, there's it's all kinds long. of questions about her husband and getting stock tips and all the things that she does uh. there. There's lots of evidence of that. I'm going to shout that out for my good friend. So he would love hearing me say that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a little golden nugget for uh, you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Cheers. Our story. Salud. Uh, our story. <laughs> Yes. Our story takes place in New York. Specifically, we're in the Bronx. And Espada had this sort of wonderful American success story. His wiki page notes that he was born in Puerto Rico in mm. 1953. He moved to the States when he was five years old. And according to various sources, including this article for the New York Times by Mossy Secrets and another article by the Times, um, Espada spent many of, of the years of his youth uh, homeless. Wow. Yeah, and on welfare. But then he sort of just turns that around and he went to, you know, a public school, but then he attended college at Fordham, which is a great university. And then he also did certificate classes at UPenn and Columbia. So like Mm. Ivy League schools, like he really like, you know, worked hard to become successful, you know? God, you hate to see this happen. You hate to see it's like, hey, Mr. Ivy Leaguer. And now, you know, so in the 70s, he worked as an educator. Um. And he also gave back to his community very early on. And in 1981, he founded um, this healthcare network called Soundview. And this was like a, it wasn't, it was sort of like this building that had different healthcare sort of access to low income folks and people who didn't have insurance and things like that in his mm-hmm. community. And, and, and specifically in the Bronx. And so it's a nonprofit and a lot of the money because to start it and to fund it came from federal dollars. Okay. So um, he ends up making his way to the New York Senate beginning in 1993. So he he's working for his community. So he's kind of known for like, you know, his civil work and things like that. And um, he gets elected in 93. Then he gets elected again in 2001. And the funny thing is though, and this isn't part of the major incident, but in 1996, so he's serves in 93 and that he is, you know, doesn't win. And in 96, he's indicted mm. for spending $70,000 from a city HMO fund to fund his reelection campaign. And he loses that campaign. But then the people reelect him in 2000. I was going to say that he still wins later. 
Oh my God. It's What's just, wrong with us? Yeah. I mean, it's our fault. It totally it's is our fault. our fault. He told you who he was. You didn't he believe him. I think he they stole d- the money. Yeah, I think they end up like dropping the show. something. I forget what happens with oh, that. That's little all they story. need. Then they run with that. That that right? was the thing. So and so in two thousand eight, um, he's reelected uh, again, and he serves on the Senate until two thousand and eleven. Mm. And he was a Senate minor- uh, majority leader. And at the time, he was the state's highest ranking Latino. So, like, it was like a real big accomplishment. Of course, yeah. So, from what I read as far as sort of his position as a politician, he was a very moderate Dem. And even at times, he kind of, like, would lean into the Republican side more um, than the Democratic side in certain things. And there was, like, this whole, like, attempted coup where there was, like, all of this infighting and there's all this kind of drama happening and... Again, he was more on the other side than his own party side. Uh-oh. Um, but, you know, whatever. What are you so, going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So the major incident, according to Mossy Secret's New York Times article, then State Attorney General Andrew Cuomo. Oh, boy. Started an investigation on Espada. Specifically, he starts looking into the funding of the Soundview Health Center. Uh-oh. And according to John... Marzula's Daily News article, Espada used an American Express card from the nonprofit basically as his own little personal cash cow. Mm. And, you know, we have some ki- we have some people who are elected or were elected. They left office, but then they didn't. Re- but there is one particular that was elected. Their their money's in healthcare, like personal healthcare business. And I'm always like, what? how does that work? You know, mm. and they're non- million and millionaires from it. And I'm just like, what? I don't know. All right, so the New York Attorney General's office at the time put out a report, and they alleged that Espada skimmed. Oh no! About fourteen million shut dollars from Soundview. Holy shit! And the other issue was that his friends and family basically were working for the nonprofit, who were on the board making money. So who's on the board of directors? All his friends and family, like other former senators and elected people. Like, so no. everything is kind of connected to people that he knows and they're just signing off on stuff. Oh my right? God. So it was him getting indicted, but there was like 11 other people too. I'm focusing on him, but there was sort of like, and they were all connected to him. Oh my and God. And one that I will connect on is his son was also involved. Oh my God. So Cuomo Dude, said- why? I why? I know. So Cuomo said at the time, quote, taxpayer money was given to this not-for-profit to provide healthcare services to underprivileged patients. But our investigation has found the funds flowed into the pockets of Senator Espada and his supporters. Oh my God. Can you imagine? And the thing that like- money. One and two, they're taking it from an organization that is supposed to be helping underprivileged folks. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing you have some kind of like, I don't know, stock hedge fund or some kind of BS, like like yeah. you're doing a Ponzi and Ponzi schemes are bad. Like you're r- ripping off millionaires. It's to me morally worse yeah. to go after funding that's supposed to help people, especially since you were a homeless youth and someone oh on the welfare who depended on yeah. services like that. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting to me. Oh my God, dude. You're so right. So. Jesus. 
our favorite part. And oh. I feel like... What do you spend uh, it on? I know. But Woo! we should have a game show that's like, <laughs> how we, did they spend yeah, the money? <laughs> I'll put some music in here. It will be coming right up, Johnny. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. I'll put music in here. It'll be so okay. funny. Oh, my God. Here's the game show. What did he spend the money yes. on? So uh, he spent money on fine dining. Mm-hmm. So Mazzuli's article noted that one time, he even had a lobster meal delivered to his home. It was a $100 lobster, right? And he made sure that the shell was removed. And a lot of articles talked about that. Like, it was like, people were kind of like, look at how bougie, this bougie crat, how bougie he was, because he was like, I can't even take the shell off. Like, it had to be like, someone had to take it out of the shell for him before it was delivered. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I mean, so, I'm not into lobster, but it sounds, know, it does sound very... Uh, bougie. Yeah. Do you like bougie crat? The bougie crats. I do like bougie crats. <laughs> I'll so, write it down. So Cuomo's report indicated also that he spent nearly $80,000 at fine dining restaurants. $20,000 on sushi at this one sushi restaurant. Twenty what? grand. What the Can fuck? Can you imagine? Who cares? You uh, know that sushi restaurant when he's coming in the door. They're like, yes. yes. We're making money tonight. We are making money. Like they're fighting over like who gets to help with the spot. Yeah, but it's never like they take the money and they put it away. Like they hide it. They bury it. They put it in an offshore account. Like it's always like I'm going to go nuts. Yeah, he's living the high life. So he also spent the money on Broadway shows, sporting events, concerts. Um, He took his family and friends on out-of-state trips. Uh, He threw parties. Ooh. Um, and one like including that. a birthday party for his kid where he had pony rides and, you know, oh, the whole him. thing. The New York taxpayers pay good. I know. They pay good. Thanks for the yeah. pony ride. <laughs> right? Because you know that shit is, is expensive. Oh, my God. a little pony at a party. Can you imagine? Who's doing that anyway? Honestly. Yeah. I want a pony. <laughs> I want it now, Daddy. Daddy, I want a pony. I want it now. Womp, womp. She goes down the goose. The oh, goose my womp. God. Willy Wonka, oh, look it up. Look best. it up. It's the best. But Daddy, I want a party with lots yes. of ponies. Yeah. I want the goose that laid the golden egg. Why can't I have it, Daddy? <laughs> God. Oh my God, she's the best. Yeah. What is uh, Veruca, Veruca Salt? Salt. Yeah. <laughs> and oh a God. good band. Ooh, yes. Two and one. Two and yes. one. <laughs> so he also spent the money on cars, and of course, mm. not just ordinary. Yes, let's cards, hear it. Oh right? my god, um, luxury cards. And he won. Uh, he put like a huge down payment on for a Bentley and things Dang, like that. Dang, a Bentley! A Bentley. See, it's like too much. It's, it's too, too much. out there. It's you are much. an idiot. You've done too much. You've yeah. gone too far. It's ridiculous. The lobster and the Bentley. You've gone too far. It's like flashy. And people are what like, are you doing? What? and people are going to be like, what the hell is yeah. going on? That gets paid twenty thousand yes. dollars a year in the state it's senate. Ridiculous. The fuck out of here um he also had Bentley. renovations to his home done now that okay um, spa treatments oh. and <laughs> and four hundred and fifty thousand dollars on personal items oh my god what is that just like random shit he bought four hundred what would you calculate as personal fi- items like grocery feel, shopping like what are we talking about i was pro- i feel like that would be just like sort of like clothes? oh i'm stopping at a store yeah okay. clothes like i got a haircut like yeah. shit oh like okay that. Yeah, like yeah, your yeah. everyday Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Damn, I wouldn't even know what to do with that much money. 
I'd be scared. I'd put it in I the know. bank and I'd open up my bank account every day and I'd just go, okay, it's still there. And I'd walk away. Oh, like, it, I would be would... scared to like lobster. I wouldn't I even know. do that. I wouldn't I mean, even get a Bentley. No. I maybe would get a nicer car, but I certainly I mean, wouldn't do that. the Broadway shows sound nice. Yes, like yes, I would yes, love yes. to go to a Broadway. Yes, Take yes, me, no, please. That's the life please. I'd like to live. Yeah. However, yeah. not on the backs <laughs> Of poor oh, no, people. No, 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 no. This is you know, uh, a shame. And here's Shameful. the best part, though. Here's the best part. According to Marzulli's article, the centers didn't have enough money for proper <gasps> equipment, like <gasps> x-ray machines, MRI machines, or any sort of like medical God. needs. Because he's taking all the money. What a giant fucking You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing like, okay, this is all state-of-the-art high-end stuff. No. We're taking all the money and we're not even providing like decent equipment for the services for these people. It's so shameful. It's uh, a, it's shameful. Like, how do you not walk around and go, oh, I am a horrible person. Or I'm a horrible person, but also I'm going to get caught at any minute. Like he doesn't even <laughs> care. He keeps fucking, his family's yes. on there. Oh my God. And they're all so bad. inappropriate. They're all bad. Yeah. All bad. So aside from spending money on like that kind of stuff. He also did some like some other shady stuff with the business. So Cuomo's report showed that Espada received 14 weeks of vacation each year from Soundview. What? But instead of taking the 40, because he's on like, yeah. like, he's like the CEO or whatever. I don't know what his he title took the, was. He took the pay for he it? Took the, he cashed in those days at, for over $75,000, which violated nonprofit law because you can't do that. He created a, this is my favorite. He created a janitorial business. And he had Soundview put out a bid for a janitorial service. So he, <gasps> and then, oh and so, my God, this is like the guy last and week. Surprise, with the surprise. Machines. Yeah. Um, it went to his own uh, janitorial company. Yeah. At over $400,000 a year for that contract. Can you imagine this? Why would a nonprofit be spending over $400,000 a year on for a janitor? Janit- it's ridiculous. Like, hire, I mean, how big is this place? Oh my God. He also paid for his political campaigning literature. $150,000 came from Soundview. And like we've covered in other stories, he used his employees like during campaign season to do like oh, campaign did, work. So does he ever no, like no. admit to this or does he fight it? Like, oh what? no, he's an arrogant, arrogant, oh arrogant God, man. Oh my God, this guy. Yeah. And then, like I said, he had the um, friends and family and all of that on the board and mm-hmm. on all of that, which a little shady too. So he had it all planned out, right? I'm going to stack everything with the people I know. They'll sign off on the stuff I need. And he did it for a number of years. Like he's thinking I'm getting away with it. All right. So his charges were six counts of embezzlement and stealing federal funds. One count of lying on his 2005 tax return. He was ultimately found guilty of four counts of stealing federal dollars from the healthcare nonprofit and lying on the tax return. He he pled guilty to that. And then he was found guilty Mm. for the other ones. Okay. And his son was involved too. His son was on the board. I think he even had his son sort of be like the co-owner or the, the, the sort of uh, person running the janitorial organization. So um, he didn't get as much time at, at, uh, as his father at all. He pled guilty to one count of stealing from the nonprofit oh. and for failing to file the tax return. So embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Aren't you embarrassed by this? So, uh, Greed? Cor- I know. So according to the Department of Justice's press release, in June 2013, Espada was sentenced to five years in jail, followed by three years of probation. He also had to serve 100 hours of community service, but this is the best part, as far as restitution. He had to give $118,531 to the IRS. Mm. Then he had to give $368,088 back to the victims. And then 
an equal $368,088 to the government in forfeiture of like stuff. So he had to like turn stuff back in. So I was like, all right, I kind of, I like that he suffered, you know? Yeah, yeah. And five years, I mean, it's it's a long time. So uh, U.S. Attorney Loretta Lynch had this to say at sentencing, quote, the people of the Bronx trusted Pedro Espada Jr. to have their best interest at heart. Instead, he abused that trust to the tune of more than half a million dollars. FBI Director Venizelos had this to say about Espada. Over 30 years ago, Pedro Espada Jr. helped establish the Soundview Health Center, but his own greed and self-dealing undermined that good work. Espada's embezzlement of federal funds diverted money meant to serve the health needs of the people of the South Bronx. Mm. In lining his own pockets, he betrayed those people and stole from U.S. taxpayers in the process. There is a price to pay for these betrayals. Woo! good? Very good. His son ends up getting sentenced for six months, so he doesn't get mm, as much time yeah. like as his dad. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. I know. So after sentencing, Espada had this to say to the judge. What I created as a young man was not a piggy bank but a lifeline that served thousands of people for 30 years. So he was pretty defiant. Like he's just like, I didn't do this thing, right? And from the articles that um, I read, he basically shows no remorse and he sort of sticks to this, I've been set up, they're coming after me sort of thing. And he really kind of blames Cuomo and he's like, Cuomo wants to be governor He's doing this to get attention. Like he's Mm. using me in this whole thing. Like none of this is true, but I mean, obviously. Mm. So some of the aftermath, obviously he lost his reputation. Another thing that happened was that Soundview closed its doors after 30 years. Dang. So the folks of the Bronx really end up the most harmed by his actions because like all this happens and they're just, you know, he's got to give all this money back and it's a hot mess and it's him and all his friends on the board. So it just closes. So um, some points of interest. One thing I found interesting was sort of the balls on this guy. Um, <laughs> Secrets, <laughs> New York Times article noted that Espada tried to accuse the sentencing judge of tampering with the jurors prior oh to sentencing. God, bro. The judge was at home at the time, and Espada claims that he saw the judge enter the jury room and, like, he thinks that he, like, tampered with the jury to tell well, them what to do. Give me a fucking do. break. And Judge Block commented, there is so simply no way I could have spoken to the jurors between the time they arrived and the time they reached their verdict. Like, he's like, I wasn't even there, bro. So whatever. Oh, my God. So desperate. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So this I thought was funny, too. So he is sentenced, of course, a federal crime. And, you know, these guys are not going to, like, they're in some scary prison, you know? Right. So less than a year of being held in a federal penitentiary in Pennsylvania. So he's in this federal penitentiary that has boundaries, but they're not fenced in. And it's like, you can't go past this line kind of thing. Yeah. And he like walks up like right, as close as you can. And, and, and they say he like kind of stepped over the line, you know, like he's like testing the waters, I guess. I don't know. So um, they say he moved too close to the boundaries. So they're just like, bye. You're out of this prison. Whoa. So then they sent him to a prison in Brooklyn and he oh. was not oh. happy about. So I'm like, you know, you can't stay in the line. No, you can't, can't do can't, it. Can't. He can't do it. No. You know, he's he wants to show off. Like Jail, wanna... It didn't even humble him. No. Nothing humbles him. No. What a fucking prick. And then he's complaining guys. that he's in like this oh other shit God. prison in Brooklyn. And well, it's like, dude, you had it made. You had your it own made. damn fault, motherfucker. <laughs> Dudes cannot take responsibility. Oh my God. Cannot take responsibility. 
So when Soundview was first raided in May of 2010, Espada didn't resign. And in fact, um, he was in the middle of a primary election and he stayed in the election. Like, of course he did. Like, what? I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, and then um, I read somewhere like that he kind of pulled a Charlie Crist where when he ran in 2008, he what ran as a Dem. And hiding then he in switched, the closet? No. Yeah. And then he switched to a Republican in 2009. Oh, then yeah. he went back to the Dems in 2010. Like, wow. Yeah. So there was a... A little bit. And they and then, still elected him. Dems across the country are a bunch of uh, fools. Come here. I mean, these, oh, these guys. And then his son was also a politician. He w once served as a city councilman. So I thought that was funny too. And that's it. That's my little story oh. about uh, oh. Pedro Espada. Crook. Criminal. What a scumbag. Yeah, I can't. Uh, every week. Every <laughs> week we got one. Uh, mine was last week. Now it's your week. Every yeah. week somebody's fucking stealing money. Meanwhile, it's so much money that it could really have an impact on yeah. people. And then, but think about what's the how point many of going people, to public service if you're doing shit like that. Think about how many people uh, have gotten away with it. Because you know, we covered one guy uh, uh, a few weeks ago who it was after he died that they sort of found everything out. And right. you know, how many, how many of those people are out there who who, who are already gone? And we don't know what they've done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know. People do it because they know they can get away with it because they've heard that someone else has gotten away with it or something, yeah. you know? Mm. I don't know. All right. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are BFYTW, a podcast all about playing games and having fun. Our games are usually based on British panel shows and game shows, but we'll play anything that captures our attention and imagination. Why? It's right there in the title. You'll never guess what the F stands for. <gasps> I'm kind of excited about my case. Uh -uh. I think that you'll be excited too. Okay. I'm covering the Terry Shivo case. What? <laughs> Ooh. Girl. This is going to be intense. It's intense. This is going to be intense. I, Ooh, I'm glad that I can I've relax. been like out of my mind thinking about this this week. It's really fucked up. All right, let's go. Okay. So it's a, it, Terry Schiavo is kind of a Florida thing. Like if you, if you were around in the nineties, you knew about Terry yeah. Schiavo and it did become like a national and global story because what happens is it ends up being a fight for life yeah. at, versus uh, the right to end with like your life with dignity. With the yeah. effort, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it became these two things and then it got political. So that's why I wanted to yeah. do it because it, it oh, became no, it's so fucking political, it's so political and it was a family you know, issue. It was between the parents and the husband, right? So right. I, but I, I even back then I was like, oh man, you know, she should be able to make that choice make her, or the husband who's her guardian should be able to right. make this choice for her versus the parents. And I always just felt very sad for the parents. And then doing this story, I felt so fucking bad for the parents. I don't, I don't agree with, with what they're trying to do, but their desperation to not let their daughter go oh, of course. fucking kills me. It kills it, me course. doing this. I, I and, was so sad for them. And this was also happening at the time of like the Dr. Kevorkian, you know, like yeah. that. And, and so, and cause we, there are some States where you, where that is legal. Right. Um, and there are several, I mean, I think the majority of the States it's illegal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if people want to say, Hey, I want to die. I mean, this is sort of a different situation, but all of that was kind of happening about right. around the same time. And like this conversation about 
what constitutes life, what, you know, yes. and, I mean, you know, cause, and then people who have religious beliefs and then yes. scientific beliefs, yes. like there's yes. all it's of this so stuff. much. It's very This became so political in a way that was so fucking weird. It was weird. I remember it being weird then to me, this, yeah. even reading it. I'm like, this I, is weird. I just remember. But also Florida. Yeah, it's very Florida, but I just remember feeling bad for Terry Schiavo. Like, yes. Because like, she, Obviously, like she can't make a decision for herself, right? And there she is, <laughs> with all of this around her, and then you don't know, like, if there's what? any consciousness of yeah. this, like, what's going. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so fucking sad. Also, um, in the notes and in the Instagram, you'll see pictures of her before, which I rem- very I remember. That I, I don't stuff I don't too. remember seeing a picture of her. I just know that one picture that we that's kind of famous. Yes, which I have in the notes also. But the pictures of what she looked like before. Oh no, I don't know what oh, she looks like. Sh- it's before. crazy. It's oh, it's fucking wild. And that's terrible. And too. The whole thing is fucking sad. All right, let's get into it. It's Friday night. Let's bring Little it down. Floaty. We're gonna bring it We're down. Have We're gonna have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know try not to cry at the end of this oh like, my god i'm already god. crying all right terry shiva was born Teresa marie schindler to mary and robert schindler on december 3rd 1963 in lower moreland township pennsylvania a suburb wow. of philly philadelphia she attended bucks community college where she met michael shiva in 1982 and the two began dating and were married november 10th 1984 they moved to florida in 1986 following terry's parents who had already moved down here Um, They lived on the West Coast in the St. Pete area. Lovely area. Michael worked as a restaurant manager while Terry took up a bookkeeping job at an insurance company. Okay. So in the early morning of February 25th, 1990, Terry Shivo collapsed in a hallway of her (gasps) St. Petersburg, Florida apartment. Firefighters and paramedics arriving in response to her husband, Michael, calling 911, found her face down and unconscious. She was not breathing and had no pulse, and she was 27 years old. I mean... I forgot how young she was yeah. because I was younger and anyone sort of. Yeah. But she looked older by yeah. the time this case kind no, of became when, when a, we saw in the, the pressures. Maybe she looked that's older why, than what she actually was. I don't was. remember her being that young. Yeah, 27. Oh. They attempted to resuscitate her and she was transported to the Humana, uh, Humana Northside Hospital. Paramedics had her intubated and ventilated. The, ca- the cause of Terry Shiva's collapse was determined as a cardiac arrest. My her, God. Right. So I didn't know any of this either. Her medical chart contained a note that, quote, she apparently has been trying to keep her weight down with dieting by herself, oh, drinking liquids most of the no. time during the day and drinking about 10 to 15 glasses of iced tea, end quote. Was she th- yeah. in, like she prior was having, to, because I remember. She was having like, um, bulim- she was bulimic. Yeah, so yeah. this was contributing to her heart. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even like uh, 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 people who have an- um, anorexia disorders, yes. the same thing. It's just the strain. Yep. Of your body. Yeah, I didn't. Up. I didn't realize that that's what what, what had happened. Oh. So upon admission to the hospital, she was noted as suffering from hypokalemia, which is low potassium levels. Her serum potassium level oh. was abnormally low at two point zero um, milliliters. I don't yeah. know if that's right. Uh, the normal range of, for adults is three point five to five. And so potassium she was very low. is really serious. Like when my dad had the chemo, mm-hmm. his potassium levels like boom went down, and it was like. That, that was the thing that was ma- he was making him yes. delirious. And yes, all yes, of yes. these things, like, you, it's incredible how, like, yeah. a, a nutrient thing, if something's impacts off a little. your mind, impacts yeah. your body. Yeah. Oh, this poor lady. So her sodium and calcium levels were normal. Electrolyte imbalance is often caused by drinking excessive fluids, and a serious consequence of hy- hypokalemia can be heart rhythm abnormalities, including southern arrhythmia death oh. syndrome. Shiva was eventually switched from being fed by a nasogastric feeding tube to a percut. 
Tenaeus endoscopic gastronome, uh, gastromy uh, feeding tube. What does that mean? So, so I think it went from, um, like I think it stomach? went into, yeah. I think it went directly into uh, her. I think that's what it means. Okay. So uh, Dr. Garcia J. DeSouza, a board-certified neurologist in St. Petersburg, Florida, who previously treated Terry Schiavo, cared for her during her initial admission to Humana Northside. Both he and Victor Gambone, an internist and Schiavo family physician, independently made the diagnosis of persistent vegetative state, also called PVS, um, within approximately one year after her sudden cardiac arrest. So she wasn't coming out of this, right? Right, and they, like no brain waves, like nothing. It's nothing. just her body. Um, Michael, her husband, of course, is interested in like, what what can we do to bring her back? Like, right. is this permanent? Like he was looking for answers. In November, 1990, he took her to University of California in San Francisco for experimental nerve <gasps> stimulation with a th- wow. th- thalamatic stimulator which is a small device that they insert in her brain to cause stimulation it's like tiny it looks very small but you'll see it on an x-ray which is also in my pictures wow Um, the treatment took several months and was unsuccessful he returned to florida with her in january 1991 and admitted her as an inpatient to the mediplex rehabilitation center in bradenton florida on july 19 1991 terry shiva was transferred to the sable palm skilled care facility where she received neurological testing and regular speech and occupational therapy until 1994 so nothing's happening she's in this vegetative state how are they doing their speech and occupation i think they're just like constantly trying to get her she's awake but there's nothing happening do you know what i mean like her eyes are opening but she can't like there's nothing happening but they keep her body moving right right right. so we're gonna get into what becomes like massive amounts of lawsuits and there's like yeah. different level, like they think it's Shivo case, they call them Shivo one, two, three, and four, which is the four major cases. But the first one that was uh, that happened was a malpractice suit. In 1992, Michael filed a, a malpractice suit against Terry's gynecologist on the basis that he failed to diagnose bulimia as the cause of her infertility. She was trying to get pregnant and oh. couldn't. Oh, of course, because she wasn't getting, getting her period. Cycle. Uh, right? Absolutely. She had, she, Terry had gone to the doctor because she had stopped menstruating. That's how how thin she was yeah but the doctor had failed to take her medical history into account which might have revealed an eating disorder right so if she yeah the doctor has treated like, for that you're 27 years old yeah like, what's going if on if she had been treated for that maybe she wouldn't have had the heart attack right, right. oh okay. goodness gracious so during the case one of terry's friends testified that she knew shiva was bulimic and in november 1992 michael won the case and was awarded 6.8 million dollars by the jury wow. later reduced to two million dollars as terry was found partly at fault for her condition uh, after it, see, I feel like now we yeah. we we it's wouldn't blame. Yeah. It's a mental it's, health. It's thing. a mental health yeah. issue. After attorneys' fees and other expenses, Michael received three hundred thousand dollars and seven hundred fifty thousand dollars was put into a trust fund for Terry's medical care, which is why he was suing them. Yeah, like who the fuck's gonna pay for all right. of this? Right? Oh, it's and, been and years and, oh now. Oh my god! It's and, been and years. The therapy. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Jesus, so, it's like when you have a baby. They you're there for what a day? Yeah. It's like. If you don't have insurance, it's so much money. Yeah. And she's getting like around the clock yeah, care. She's in a care facility. Every single, oh. Okay. And that's a burden. Yeah. So financial burden. Michael, of course, loves Terry. Of this course. is his wife. He's her guardian. He's her caretaker. And is starting to understand that she's not going to come out of this. Right. Right. And the only thing that's keeping her alive is the feeding tube. So this becomes the issue. And he's wanting to remove the feeding tube because right. how long are we going to keep her alive for, where she's not what? yeah she's not terry I, there, I, that's the part that really gets yeah, me is like yeah. if this was my daughter 
I would have the, I would probably do the same thing that these parents did. Because, but, yeah. but I'd but also, I at some point, I don't, don't you look don't at your child and child say, this isn't my child. This well, isn't my daughter anymore. And I like, wouldn't want their body to suffer. Right. Like, no. th- but this, so they get wrapped up, but it's oh. still like so fucking sad. I don't know. It's, it's so fucking horrible. Sad. It's a hard decision. And, and the whole like, the, the like brain dead there. I, I don't know if you've ever listened to, oh gosh, it's on NPR. It's the science show radio lab. Mm. And they did a radio lab where they talked to someone about like people who are um, brain dead. Yeah. And this one story that they told was so like it upset me because it was like some people are are brain dead, right? Or they'll have an accident. And and if if you can kind of hear someone's voices, your brain's reacting. Mm. But sometimes somebody will have an accident and they can't hear. And they can't hear. So like you don't see it showing up. Yeah. So how many people are there? And they can't hear, oh but God. they're alive in their head. And then like, oh my God, like it's frightening. Oh and the way God. that they tested it, like what, the first time, I guess it was like, you know, imagine that you're playing tennis now stop. Imagine that you're playing mm. tennis now stop. So if someone's in that co- you know, coma state, they'll hear the, they'll, they'll, their brain waves will move. But then mm. again, if you're deaf, you don't have that. It's just frightening. It's frightening. So then it's like, you know, of, of course, at first when this is happening, like, what if she, can hear in her head. No, there's nothing happening. There's no brain waves. So yeah, they're talking to her, they're doing and yeah. nothing is responding. Nothing's yeah, I mean, what are you going to do then? Right. So on June 18th, 1990, the court appointed Michael Shivo as Terry's legal guardian. This appointment was not disputed by the Schindlers at the time. Um, in May 1998, Michael Shivo filed a petition. So it's been eight years. No, it's too okay? much. She, he filed a petition to remove Terry's feeding tube where her parents opposed it. But Which why do her parents opposed. have a say? She's an adult. Hold on, we'll see. We'll get it. So Richard Pierce was appointed by the court as a second guardian ad litem on December 29th, 1998 because the parents are like, this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, Terry needs someone to represent her. Okay. He reported, quote, Dr. Jeffrey Karp's opinion of the ward's condition and prognosis is substantially shared among those physicians who have recently been involved with her treatment, end quote. Every doctor said she's she's permanently yeah. vegetative. Every it's single, not years. one doctor didn't say yeah. that. Okay. Peers concluded from Karp's and Vincent Gambone's diagnosis of persistent vegetative state that Shiva was legally in a persistent vegetative state as defined by Florida statutes, title XLIV, chapter 765, statute 101.12. This can, includes the, quote, absence of voluntary action and an inability to communicate to interact purposefully, okay. end quote, right? <sighs> Pierce found that there was no possibility of improvement, but Uh-oh. that Michael Shivo's decisions might have been influenced by the potential to inherit what remained of Terry Shivo's estate as long as he remained married to her. This guy... This fucking person is the one he who started, could have stopped this whole thing. So and it he, just, he just stirred yep, the pot right That was up. it. Due to the what la- is wrong with people? Due to a lack of a living will and questions regarding Michael's credibility, Pierce recommended denying his petition to remove her feeding tube. <gasps> Pierce's report, Pierce reported that the issue of conflict of interest applied to the Schindlers as well, because they could maybe try yeah. to get the money. Since uh, Michael hadn't divorced Terry as they wanted him to, they would have been in, they would have inherited the remainder of Terry Shivo's estate upon her death. Why does he have to divorce her? That's still his wife. Right. I don't understand. So they're like, so oh, that you they can take, take over. Yeah, you want to oh, take the feeding you don't, you divorce yeah, her. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to take care of her anymore. Like, you clearly we'll don't do care it. about what happens to her. Take it fine, get a divorce and, and we'll he's take probably over like, as her no, guardian. I do care about her. Like, right. let her go. Let right. her because rest. He he maintained that this is not what Terry wanted. She expressed to me she never wanted to be in this. She, if she was ever in the state, I was to take her off of it. Her friends end up testifying. Like we get into yeah. all of it, but like that this is not what she had what she ever would have wanted. 
This is Who for wants that? The, we, Who the reason, wants this? The reason the parents want it is it's because it's right. for them. It's for them, it's, not it's for that, Terry. Uh, they can't let it go, which again, I no. understand. You see that baby, right? Yeah, no, I do. But I also would not want to see. I know. I hear you. My child suffer. I wouldn't. Okay. So let's get into Shiva one. Given the lack of a living will, a trial was held before Pinellas County judge, George Greer, this poor guy during the week of January 24th, 2000, 10 years wow. been, to determine what Terry Shiva's wishes would have been regarding life prolonging procedures. The trial included testimony from 18 witnesses regarding her medical condition and her end of life wishes. Michael claimed that his wife would not want to be kept on a machine where her chance for recovery was minuscule. According to the appeal trial order, her parents, claimed quote that terry was a devout roman catholic who would not wish to violate the church's teachings on euthanasia by refusing nutrition and hydration end quote judge greer issued his order granting the petition for authorization to discontinue artificial life support for terry shivo in february 2000 so Michael yeah. gets this decision. Um, the court found that Terry Shiva was in a persistent vegetative state and that she had made reliable oral declarations that she, or that she, she had made reliable oral declarations that she would have wanted the feeding tube removed. Like she told several people this, okay. this decision was upheld by the Florida um, second district court of appeal and came to be known as Shiva one. Okay. But that's not enough, right? So even though the judge said you can remove the tube, the parents immediately file, start to file other lawsuits to, oh God. to postpone that from happening, right? To keep it from happening. So in March 2000, the legal system. Yeah. In March 2000, <laughs> the Schindlers filed a motion to permit assisted feeding of Terry, which is not considered a life prolonging procedure under Florida law. So like feeding her in her mouth. Oh, okay. But can she swallow? No. Since oh. clinical records indicated that Terry Shiva was not responsive to swallowing tests and required a feeding tube, Judge Greer ruled that she was not capable of orally ingesting sufficient nutri nutrition and hydration to sustain life and denied the request. Then they filed another lawsuit challenging Michael as the guardian. By this time, while legally married to Terry, Michael was in a relationship with another woman it's, and had fathered his years. first child. It's 10 yeah. years. I yes. mean, he wants to move on with his life. Yeah, he has, and he has moved on with his life, right? So, but but he's, he's not married. He's like... No, he won't. He will not right. get divorced. He okay. will not divorce so I was going to say, otherwise they could get him on like polygamy yeah. or whatever. He, he said he chose not to divorce his wife and relinquish guardianship because he wanted to ensure her final wishes not to be kept alive in a PVS were carried out. The court... Went, but at this point, like too, like... Yeah. I, I don't know. The court once again denied the parents' guardianship. The court also set April 24th, 2001 Jeez. as the date which the tube was to be removed. So then we go into the cases that are Shivo too. In April 2001, the Schindlers filed a motion for relief from judgment citing new evidence of Terry Shivo's wishes. Judge what? Greer denied the motion as untimely um, under the Florida Rules of Civil Procedure. The Second District Court of Appeals upheld Greer's decision, but... Oh, God, these butts. ...remanded the <laughs> issue in order to give the Schindlers an opportunity to file a new motion. Oh. On April 24th, 2001, Terry's feeding tube was removed for the first time. The Schindlers filed a civil suit against Michael Schivo alleging perjury. Which was just which was assigned to another court, so just basically throwing shit at yeah. the wall to see what yeah. if anything can stop this from happening. The judge Frank Quesada issued an injunction against the removal of the feeding tube until this was settled. Wait, the, so they take out the tube? Yeah, they took and then it they out. Put it back in like a couple, two days couple, later, uh, um, April twenty sixth. They put it back oh in. Oh my god, this poor woman. Yeah, on appeal by Michael Shivo, the second district court of a, appeal reversed Judge Quesada's order in the same time frame michael shivo filed a motion to enforce the mandate of the guardianship court that the feeding to be removed the second district court of so you can't even now that the even though the judge was like all right 
we'll reverse yeah. it. You still have to file to get it put back in. Yeah. You have to put another fucking motion to oh get it put God. back in. You can't just go to the hospital yeah. and have them do it. Uh, or take it out, yeah, you know? Yeah, but I mean, this is like putting it in, taking it out, putting oh. it Like, what are you doing with this person? Yeah. Like, it's, they're all using her. Oh, it's they're so all fucked using up. her. I know. And the second district court Shameful. of appeal denied the motion. These three decisions all became known in a single order as Shivo 2. So, on wow. Sh- yeah. And you said there's four. There's four. Oh, God. So let's get, so this, this next section is three and four. On August 10th, 2001, on remand from the Florida Second District Court of Appeal, Judge Greer heard a motion from the Schindlers claiming that new medical treatment could restore sufficient cognitive ability such that Terry Schiavo herself would be able to decide to continue life-prolonging measures. This is now 10, 11 but years see, later. But you hear what's happening also. They're the undertones, But the undertones of this too is they're being approached as grieving parents yeah. who just want to save their daughter oh, they're, they're by quacks yeah. who are like, if you could only let me get in there. Wow. I'm, I've created this device and if I stick it in her ear or whatever, like she'll, it'll wake her up. Like they're Ugh. getting false hope from so many people. That the modern day snake, snake oil yes. salesman. Yeah. Um, the court also heard motions from the Schindlers to remove Michael as the guardian and to require Judge Greer to recuse himself. <laughs> Judge Greer denied the motions and the Schindlers appeal to the Second District Court of Appeals. On October 17th, 2001, the Court of Appeal affirmed the denials of the motion to remove and recuse, him, recuse the judge. The Court of Appeals acknowledged that their opinion misled the trial court and they remanded the question of Terry Schiavo's wishes back to the trial court and oh required an evidentiary hearing to be held, which is fucking insane. Now this, this is, is going to draw this out longer. And the court specified that five board certified neurologists were to testify. The Schindlers were allowed to get two to present their two doctors right. to present their findings. And Michael could, could introduce two people to re, to be a rebuttal. And finally, the trial court itself would appoint a new independent physician to examine and evaluate Terry Schiavo's condition. These decisions all published in a single order were known as Shivo 3. In October wow. 2002, these were all like landmark cases, right? In October 2002, on remand by the Second District Court of Appeal, an evidentiary hearing was held in Judge Greer's court. In preparation for the trial, a new CAT scan was performed, which showed severe cerebral atrophy. Oh, God. So now right? yeah, like it's, it's like, now it's been a long time. Yeah, there's really like nothing there's happening. Nothing left. And even in the CAT scan, which you'll see in our notes, um, you see like a normal brain CAT scan, which is uh, you see the outline of the head, but it's all like white inside. Mm. And then you see hers and it's completely black, <gasps> except for this one spot, which was that that like experimental oh. thing that he he had them put a stimulator. Oh, they did it? They did. When when he took her to California initially trying oh, to find oh, like oh, a way. Oh, oh. You see that and that's it. Like there's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. Oh, that's and awful. even for someone to tell her parents that that's a possibility is criminal. I think it's criminal. Oh no, it's awful. This is it's worse than like Yeah, and this is reminds me a lot of like after hurricane, like hurricane Andrew, people were like contractors were like, "We can oh. rebuild your house. Just give us $20,000." Yeah. And people lost all their money and they were criminal like they had and now there's laws against stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I, the same thing here, I think. This is so terrible. An EEG. And then she's 10 years and it's just her bot. Like, yeah. let, 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 oh, oh, God, it's sin. In, an EEG showed no measurable brain activity at all. The five doctors examined Terry Shivo's medical records, brain scans, videos, and Terry herself. Three of the doctors testified that Terry Shivo was in a persistent vegetative state. Two of those doctors testified that she was in a minimal conscious state, so which that, you know who they are. Yeah, yeah, I mean. As part of the court order, medical exam, six hours of video of Terry Shivo were taped and filed at the Pinellas County Courthouse. The tape included Terry Shivo with her mother and neurologist William Hamishfar. 
The entire tape was viewed by Judge Greer, who wrote Terry, quote, clearly does not consistently respond to her mother, end quote. But from those six hours of video, the Schindlers and their supporters produced six video clips intended to support their case, totaling less than six minutes, and released those clips to public websites, which got the right to life folks riled up, right? So that's oh what they started to realize. So if what, we can what get are, people what on our side. Clips? Like, is she... It's the ones where you see her and she's like doing this and she's looking at her, she's looking at her mother right. and it looks like she's smiling, but, but she's is it, just, is it just staring her, blankly. Yeah, but is it like, your body, you know, I don't yeah, know who knows what just your body's like doing. doing this. It's a kind of a famous picture. It's one of the ones in yeah. our notes. But they took these six minutes of her like moving and looking seemingly like she's functioning. Aware. And and I mean, I can see maybe their, for, their, for their a case. desperate parent, you see that and you're like, oh, there's my baby. Like, you know, she's there. Plus, I, I can, I, I get that. And this is where the right to life people started coming. And also, oh, this is also when everybody else started to come in. Everybody else started to become aware of the case. It became this huge yeah. conversation. No, I remember. What, yeah. And oh I God. mean, I feel like today, I mean, we don't hear as much, but it is, it's a conversation to be had of, totally. of like what constitutes life. And like have your stuff together. You know what I no. mean? Yeah, Who knows? Let people know what you yeah. want. Judge Ooh. rule, yeah. Judge Greer ruled that Terry Shiva was in a PVS and was beyond hope a significant improvement. This ruling was later affirmed by the Florida Second District Court of Appeal, which stated that quote, "This court has closely examined all of the evidence in the record, and we have carefully observed the videotapes in their entirety." The court concluded that quote, "If we were called upon to review the guardianship court's decisions de novo, we would still affirm it." So we're not taking it away from Michael. He's making the right, right. decisions. He's of sound mind saying he knows she's not going to come yeah. wake up unlike the parents right um and those were all those rulings were part of shivo four so around the start of 2003 the schindlers began to create more publicity by lobbying uh for oh. their case to, to keep their daughter alive on september 11th 2003 the schindlers petitioned the court to forestall removal of the feeding tube in order to provide for eight weeks of therapy like give us eight more weeks to try to get her it's I mean, just so had, desperate. It's so heartbreaking. I don't know, but I'm so, it's so fucking heartbreaking. Ugh. Accompanying the peti petition were four affidavits from members of the Schindler's family and one from Dr. Alexander D. Gamone. At the hearing, the Schindler's counsel read the, into the record additional affidavits from three speech professionals and two nurses. In particular, this is wild, nurse Carla Iyer asserted that she was able to feed Terry Schiavo orally but that Michael characterized any such interaction as therapy and ordered her not to do so. Iyer claimed in her affidavit that her initial training in 1996 consisted solely of the instruction, quote, do what Michael Shivo tells you or you're terminated, end quote. And that standing orders were not to contact the Schindler family, but that she would call them anyway. She would call the parents. So she was clearly uh, on the, she's on, on the their side, side of the parents. parents. And, and he probably was like, please don't talk to them. Like, like, yeah, you know, they're driving me nuts. Yeah. They're in my business. Yeah. I mean, I do see their side, but at the same time, like, geez, it's, it's, it's so too many up. years. Oh, and my what God. about, does she have any siblings? I don't. Oh, like, are they involved or is anyone saying? I think that saying, there was a brother. I want to say there was a brother, but I, that might really be wrong. Involved. I wonder if he's like, mom, dad, like, let it yeah, go. Yeah. Oh my God. Who knows? On September 17, 2003, judge, uh, Listen, we're not supposed to decide when people die. Like, no. especially if it's a family member. Like, if I'm, you're ever in that position, right? Like, I can't imagine, even if it's like your brother, right? Like, I can't imagine 
having to say to my parents, like, we have to take um, your son off yeah. of this. Like, I can't imagine what that's like. Because no. I also would feel incredibly guilty that this person, like, when you uh, think of no, your brother, close terrible. your eyes. Don't oh, you see him no. as a little boy? Yeah. Like, I see my sibling. When my sister had a baby, all I saw, when I walked into that hospital room, I saw a little girl holding her baby doll. <laughs> like, I just saw my sister and yeah. all of those things come back. And now you have to make a decision to let that oh. person go oh it's too much it's fucking heartbreaking like we're not supposed to be have to make these decisions for people it's fucking sad and horrifying (sighs) but you but what you're saying like you also don't want to see them suffer no this is crazy that they're not the person you remember anymore right right. so i I don't know i feel for this family oh no everybody involved in this oh my god and i think the other thing that's a shame is you have this husband and you have her parents where they I'm sure had, had a lovely relationship. They did. They lived in their condo, you like know, one of their condos for rent free. Like they were good. They and, were close. And and instead of this and, and I know it's a tragedy, but it should be something that brought yes. them together. Yes, yes, yes. And it's ripped them apart and oh, it's terrible. It's, it's fucking really so terrible. Sad. Um, on September 17th, 2003, Judge Greer denied the petition and wrote that, quote, the petition is an attempt by Mr. and Mrs. Schindler to relitigate the entire case. It is not even a veiled or disguised attempt. The exhibits re- relied upon by them clearly demonstrate this to be true, end quote. Regarding Nurse Iyer's statements, Greer wrote that they were, quote, incredible to say the least, and that, quote, Miss Iyer's Iyer details what amounts to a 15-month cover-up from April 1995 through July 1996, which included the staff of the Palm Gardens of Largo Convalescent Center, the guardian of the person, the guardian ad litem, the medical professionals, the police, and believe it or not, Mr. and Mrs. Schindler. It is impossible to believe that Mr. and Mrs. Schindler would not have subpoenaed Mrs. Iyer for the January 2000 evidentiary hearing had Iyer contacted them in 96 as her affidavit alleged. That's true, that's true, that's true. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Okay, so (laughs) here we go. Now we're going to get political Uh-oh, because God, it's Florida, Florida, honey. Uh. We're not going to be made famous from it. We don't want anything to do with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> On October 15th, 2003, Shivo's feeding tomb was removed once uh. again. Within a week, when the Schindler's final appeal was exhausted in the courts, where let's not forget we have three branches of government for a reason, right? Within a week, oh, state rep Fra- Frank Atkinson, or Atkinson and the Florida legislator passed Terry's law in an emergency session given, giving Je- Governor Jeb Bush the authority to intervene in the case. Why are you getting Jeb the Bush governor. Oh, all the Bushes are coming out, honey. Oh, it's Bush uh, heavy. Uh, it's Bush it's heavy. It's Bush heavy, baby. Ooh, I'm going to write down Bush heavy. <laughs> Bush heavy. Which I don't think he- Bushes why were is- heavy in the 90s. I mean, were people why? T- <laughs> why? <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, winky, winky. <laughs> Why in the world is the governor involved? Because Again. he's because of the pressure, that political pressure. It's and because now it's and the right to life ca- and blah blah oh, blah. Forget oh, about God, it. This is awful. So just like how uh, it's unbelievable that the governor or the speaker of the house in Florida are talking about drag shows. It's yeah. just as fucking wild. Yeah. Like. What, why do you have nothing else to do that you're trying to take away something that brings me joy? It's like, ridiculous. fuck you. Like, and, find and, you something know, else I, to and do, And I've bro. seen a lot of the commentary, like, of, of you know, um, men bringing their sons to, you know, like a Hooters or whatever, and like, hey, you know, ch- uh, teach them young and all that crap, but that's okay. Yeah. Right? Oh. But, uh, but fucking, everything else is grooming. It doesn't make any name, sense. What's that fucking guy's name? Uh, Caulfield, Coalfield. 
He's the guy who he's in a wheelchair. He's oh, a, a Republican. Oh, 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 oh. Caulfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his yeah. name? I think it. Oh, oh Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn. Okay, this fucking douche of the first order was fucking voted out of office. Yes. So he was on the floor this week of the U.S. House talking about how we're raising our sons basically to be pussies and they need to mm. learn how to fight for their country and stand up for themselves. And, and we're metro... He The motherfucker said metrosexual, which I haven't what? heard since That's fucking decades. Sex in the That's City. Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> and I, all I know is this. The reason why this country is so fucking toxic and the world is a fucking plague on itself is because men have been in charge, men like you, you fucking piece of shit, for far too long. We don't need blood-hungry, war-mongering douchebags like you in anywhere in elected office. We're going to raise our sons to have compassion. Ooh, what will happen? Maybe women won't be raped anymore. Maybe. Ugh. Maybe they'll have respect for people for once. Hopefully. Fuck you. You fucking piece of shit. And the fact that his fucking sorry ass, which has been caught on video in bed with other men. Okay. Remember that video, that creepy video where he's crawling really fast, like something out of a horror movie. (laughs) Like you're going to fucking pass judgment on how people should raise children. I know. They just, they can't see through their own hypocrisy. And it's the, not and my the fault people who, who, who follow. That your mother fucking raised you to be a dick. I mean. You want to talk about how we should raise children. Go back and thank your mom for what a great job she did Woo! on you. You fucking moron. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. I do too. Because there are boys that are sweet and tough, right? Like my son does drama and he plays hockey. That's but great. Is that not uh, is that not man enough for you? What are you going to do? Beat it into him? I, it's. Fuck you. It's I was raised in the what by in the most toxic fucking household with a toxic man. He's fucking toxic. My brother, thank God, had three women around him. So he's not like that. But why do we want to raise and who was scared of him? All of us. All of us were scared of him. Yeah. And who wants that? Is that the kind you want your kids to be scared of their dad? Ugh. Please. I've never had an opinion about this at all in my life. Okay, let, anyway, let's get back to this fucking Yes, push. I want to hear what's happening. Okay, sorry, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's my therapy <laughs> session. I'm screaming about toxic men. Yes. Uh, Governor Bush sent the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to remove Shivo from the hospice. Wow. Bro, listen to this. Her? She was taken to Morton Plant Rehabilitation Hospital in Clearwater where her feeding tube was surgically inserted. Oh my God. It's again, they're using this woman. They're yep. using her body. Yep. This is violating her yep. body. She then was what returned to the hospice. Uh, Part of the legislation required the appointment of a guardian ad litem, Jay Wolfson, to quote, deduce and represent the best wishes and the best interests of Shivo and report them back to Governor Bush. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, he didn't even, he didn't, nobody reported anything. Could you How imagine about that? Something like this happens nobody to you? Report, you think could someone you legitimately went to Bush no. and said, no. He but could you imagine that this happens to you and DeSantis is now oh. your guardian ad litem? <laughs> Jesus. The only thing, the only thing I got to hope for is he's going to go, oh, Paisan, we're from the same region. Yeah. Maybe I'll be nice to her. <laughs> Maybe because she's a third cousin down Paisan. the line. <laughs> Maybe. I might be related to him. Can oh, you imagine girl, this? Please. I mean. He's from the same little paes over there. Is he? Yes. <sighs> Shame. How dare you walk me. in here? How dare you come to my, my house? Cousin, my cousin came to visit and he goes, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, DeSantis is our paisan over there. I'm like, what? 
He goes, why don't you write him a letter? I said, I'm not writing him a letter. <laughs> Here's dear cousin DeSantis. <laughs> fuck you. Cougine. I will be Cougine. That's the name of the title. How do you spell Cougine? I will spell it. Okay. It's C-U-G-I-N-O. Cougino, hey. Cougino <laughs> Wolfson's report did not change Michael's role as her legal guardian and did not otherwise obstruct him legally. Michael Shivo opposed the governor's intervention in Shivo's case and was represented against the governor by the ACLU. Wow. At the same time, Robert and Mary Schindler attempted to intervene and participate in the Terry Laws case. Terry's law case, but were denied by J judge W Douglas Baird, a circuit court. So they're trying to get involved in it. It's ridiculous. <sighs> like, I don't know. I, I don't understand people. It's anything that can, can, can push forward an agenda or their career. Yeah. And it, they don't care who they are using. Mm -mm. They appealed it. And the judge of course denied it again on, in March, 2004. Oh the Schindlers represent, were represented by the American Center for Law and Justice, appealed the right to participate in the Terry Law's ca Terry's Law case with the court scheduling an oral argument for June 14th. Um, the Schindler's other attorney, Pat Anderson, was concurrently challenging Michael Shivo's right to bear her to be her guardian. And on June 16th, 2004, uh, she made a petition for writ of quo warranto, which is to become the guardian again. Wow. And I can and say, I don't. I didn't remember it going this far, like into the 2000s. Oh yeah, girl. It keeps going. Yeah. On May 5th. Uh, so listen to this. On May 5th, 2004, Judge Baird found Terry's law unconstitutional <laughs> and struck it down. Governor P Bush appealed this order to the second district court of appeals. My but God. on May and 12th. this woman's body is yeah. still there. With like, the feeding oh tube in it. Oh my God. The feeding tube's back in it. She, how much money is this? Oh my God, forget about I it. I can't even imagine um, how much money. They, they appeal, so he appealed it, but on uh, May 12th, 2004, the court issued an order of relinquishing case for entry of final judgment in order to show cause for why this proceeding should not be certified to the Supreme Court as requiring immediate resolution. So they're like, we're out. The Second District Court of Appeals, in sending it directly to the Florida Supreme Court, invoked pass-through jurisdiction. So, no more questions. This Terry's law needs to be overturned. I'm not dealing with it anymore. Send just fucking send it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court overturned the law as unconstitutional. Thank God. This is when Florida had nor like you know, a balance. Checks and more balances. Of a balance. Checks and balances. Okay. God, we've really spiraled but, out. But you know, of course, twenty years. Of later. course, uh, you know that's not now that the state level uh, government has gotten involved and oh, been told to go fuck no. themselves. The federal government has to now get involved right. because somebody's got to save Terry Shivo's life. We've got to come in and be oh. superheroes, right? God forbid this family that now is now fifteen fucking years wow. into this. 15, 15 let her years. go 27 37 39 44 she's in her 40s let yeah. her go on february 23rd 2005 her the muscles have to be actually oh no like, oh I yeah everything imagine. no come on come on what are they doing how could they do that to their child really Aww. on february 23rd uh 2005 the schindlers filed a motion for relief from judgment pending medical evaluations the schindlers wanted shivo to be tested with an fmri and given a swallowing therapy called vital stime or mm. vital stim uh, the motion was accompanied by 33 affidavits from doctors and several specialties, speech language pathologists and therapists, and a few neuropsychologists, all urging that new tests be undertaken. 
as if something has changed. It's just that hope that something will show up on the MRI. That's all that they keep doing. Pat Anderson, the family attorney, still held out hope that, quote, Terry might be able to take nourishment orally despite past findings that she is incapable, end quote. Mm. Judge Greer formally denied the motion and ordered quote the removal of nutrition and hydration from the ward God, how many quote. times is this happening to this woman no he then set a date uh to have the feeding tube, re- tube removed at 1 p.m on friday march 18th 2005 on february 28th 2005 the schindlers filed a motion asking oh, for permission Jesus. to attempt to provide shiva with food and water by natural means which means but orally they been doing this the and whole it was time? Yes. And he denied the second motion on March 8th saying, quote, it has become clear that the second motion is part and parcel of the previous motion on medical evaluations. The same declarations are being used for both motions. And the motion appears to be an alternative pleading to the previous motion. Both are asking for experimental procedure, end quote. The following... Excuse me. The following day, Greer denied the first motion as well, citing that an affiant doctor for Michael cautioned that fMRI was an experimental procedure that should be conducted in an academic setting because Shiva was already undergone swallowing tests that failed and because vital stime had only been performed on patients who were not in PVS. Like, this is what I'm saying. Uh. Like, vital stime people came to the parents and were like, if you can let us stimulate her you know, throat, we'll be able to get her to swallow, but they'd only, cause it's worked before, oh, but it didn't yeah, work on people st- in a vegetative state. Right. But even just if you're stimulating it, it's not, the person's brain isn't doing it. Whatever the thing that's stimulating it is doing it. So it's still right. not her. It's so fucked up. Oh my God. Greer noted that quote, most of the doctor affidavits submitted are based on their understanding of Shivo's condition from news reports or video clips they have seen. Many are obviously not aware of the medical exams undertaken for the 2002 trial, end quote. Okay. So following Greer's order on March 18th, 2005, the remove to remove the feeding tube, Republicans in the United States Congress subpoenaed both Michael and Terry Shivo to wow. testify at a congressional hearing. Terry. God. Terry. Who's but how do, in how a vegetative she, state? Yeah. So is is someone going to speak on her behalf? Like I don't get it. Greer told congressional attorneys, "Quote: I have no cogent reason why the congressional uh, committee should intervene." This is the judge. End quote. He's you know basically yeah. like, "Why are you stepping in my fucking playground? Right? Right? Like, what are you doing over here? That's not where you what you're supposed to be doing. I'm a judge, <laughs> motherfucker. Right." He also stated that the last minute action by Congress does not invalidate years of court rulings. This is insane. Yeah. So what what becomes of this is what's called the Palm Sunday Compromise. Okay. So this was signed on Palm Sunday. President George W. Bush. I mean, and here's- W. Yeah, W. So here's the thing. Like W got involved because he's like, oh, my little brother. Is it little brother or big brother? Little brother. And it's right to life. Yeah. This was a big deal then, right to life. My little brother- you know, didn't get what he wanted and I got to step in to help him. And then I got to appease all the evangelical right. nutshells. Everything with George W. Bush was a fucking thing. The, oh, the, he wanted a defense of marriage act. Uh, it, we're going to fucking war. And we got to get, we got to oh talk about gay God. marriage. <laughs> so stupid. Fucking prick. Same thing here. All right. So George Snort W. And Bush and the congressional. What is he doing? Congressional Republicans anticipated Greer, Greer's adverse ruling well before it was delivered and worked on a daily basis to find an alternative means of overturning the legal process by utilizing the authority of the United States Congress. On March 20th, 2005, what? the Senate, by unanimous consent, passed their version of a relief bill. Since the vote was taken by voice vote, there's no official tally oh, of their voting in favor wow, or opposed. Wow, how shady is that? Yeah, because there's probably Dems that voted for it too. 
Probably. There, yeah, some, the deals Soon made, after the right? Senate approval, the House of Reps passed an identical version of the bill, S.686, uh, oh. which came to be called the Palm Sunday Compromise and transferred jurisdiction of the Shivo case to the federal courts. The bill this passed. Is like, else. why don't you just this go? Why don't you go to? Why don't you else. just go to Judge Greer's house and shit on his plate? <laughs> just take a giant shit on his plate. That's what you're doing. You're basically saying that uh, this man has no legal right. precedent, cannot make these decisions. They're just stepping on. They're like, yeah. we're here. We are Fuck federal you. power. Yeah. The bill passed the House on the, March twenty. 20- the, the the small government people. P. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> P. S. Yeah. The bill passed the House on March twenty fourth, two thousand five, at twelve forty one a. m. Bush flew to Washington, D.C. He's on Easter vacation over in Texas. <laughs> he flew in in order to sign the bill into law at 1 11 a.m. on Palm Sunday. That's so gross. What the, what the, this is stupid. Well, the bill had been proposed by Republican Senators Rick Santorum. Remember that douche? Oh, my and God. And Mel Martinez, Senate, Florida Senator Mel Martinez. Remember him? Oh. It also had the support of Democratic Senator Tom Harkin due to his disability rights concerns in the Shivo case. Harkin had worked with disability rights groups for years and co-authored the 1990 Americans with Disabilities Act. So these groups who are traditionally, you know, disability groups, they tend to go towards Democratic uh, right, candidates and right. go, they move to the left. But with the Shivo case, they were, with the pro, they were, they were standing I, with the pro life organizations and i understand i understand the disabilities act but there isn't there come a point where it's a her body like i it's just according to uh, marilyn golden harkin support uh harkin support was necessary for passage of the bill as any voice opposition by democrats would have delayed it as in the state courts all of the schindler's federal petitions and appeals were denied and the u.s supreme court declined to grant Seratoria, whatever, <laughs> effectively ending the Schindler's judicial options. Oh, okay. So all the federal courts said the same thing. No. They're like, okay. We're not we helping you, Schindler's. Stop. We have to then stop. Then they put it to Supreme Court, and Supreme Court said, no, no, we're not doing this. Thank God. Okay, so. Uh, what about today? What would the SCOTUS do? Oh, no, they, they would help him. Yeah. They would help them. Can you imagine? Yeah. The Supreme Court of the United States has nothing else to do but tell a family what they can do with their daughter. Well, they're basically doing that anyway, didn't yeah. they? They kind of told all of us what we could do with our uteruses. Yeah, On true. March 24th, 2005, Judge Greer denied a petition for intervention by the Florida Department of Children and Family Services. It's a new way they're trying to get wow. in. And signed an order forbidding the department from taking possession of Teresa Marie Shivo or removing her from the hospice and directed, quote, uh, each and every and singular sheriff of the state of Florida to enforce my order, end quote. Like, don't you even fucking play. The order wow. was appealed to the second district of the oh court of appeals God, the appeals. following day, which resulted in, resulted in an automatic stay under the law. While the stay was in effect, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement personnel prepared to take custody of Terry Shivo and transfer her to a local hospital for the reinsertion of the feeding tube. Once Greer was made aware of the stay, he ordered it lifted and all parties stood down. Governor Bush decided to obey the court order despite enormous pressure from the political right. If Bush or the Florida legislature had ignored Greer's order by attempting to remove her from the hospice, a confrontation between the Pinellas Park Police Department and the FDL agents would have ensued. Wow. And not to mention, wow. not to mention you are shitting all over one of the cornerstones of our democracy, which is the separation of powers. Right. Like you have that in, in this, which DeSantis has been doing with the oh redistricting. My God. He, he drew the whole, the maps himself. Like you don't put your foot in the legislature, but not to mention that, that you would have yeah. been fucking with that. This I mean, it's crazy. This is so, wild. Yeah, Terry Shivo uh, died at Pinellas Park Hospice on March 31st, 2005. She was 41 years old and had Aww. spent 14 years 
too in a vegetative long. state. It's too long. Her autopsy revealed that her brain was severely atrophied oh. and that no treatment could have reversed the brain damage she suffered, which I hope brings the family some sort of comfort. Right. I know that sounds no. awful, but just so they could see that finally, like please she was gone. She was gone. Every single CAT scan showed yeah. the same things. Michael and Terry's parents uh, fought about where she should be buried. Oh, my God. Her parents wanted her buried in Florida. Michael wanted her buried in Pennsylvania. But ultimately, mm. she was cremated, and her ashes were buried in Florida. Yeah, Michael, I mean, I would say at this point, look, you have your life, you have your child. Give the parents yeah, their daughter. The, yeah. You know what but, I mean? But that's not what Michael did, which this kind of burns me a little bit, where I'm like, what's up, motherfucker? He made the headstone, and it had, like, her information, her name, her date, birth, whatever. And the last line at the bottom said, I kept my promise. Oh, what is it? Like, let it go. I know. It's really let shitty. It go. Like her parents, like let could, it go. Maybe they have some of her ashes and we'll never go see her headstone. But like, why are you still like, she's I gone mean, that's now. Like, like, that's, that's like, yeah. Ooh, Which makes stab. me, you see what I'm saying? Which makes me like, that's mm. kind of fucked up. Yeah. I don't like it. It's gross. So finally, cause this is kind of, this is I mean, way. Is he bitter? Is he pissed? It went on so long mm. and maybe he did want some money and now there's not as much money as he thought he was going to get or who knows, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Mm. That's really mean. It's I, I, mean. It is mean. And but because I go back to the beginning, I'm like, man, he took her to California. He was trying to find these treatments. Like he was yeah. trying to do something. And then this, and I was like, but he, he, you know, it is 14 years of well, his and, life. Well, and he's probably pissed off, like a, a appeal after appeal. I mean, it's probably a lot of time, a lot of money, and yeah. you know. And I don't want to like be a dick either. But if your daughter's bulimic or your wife is bulimic, you really shouldn't have. You shouldn't need a doctor to have to tell you that. I know he sued the doctor and was like, you should have been like, I get the doctor had a responsibility, but also are we not, you don't see that she might have an issue. You don't notice anything. Are we not noticing? I mean, I guess it depends because bulimia and anorexia are different, right? So like mm. people who are bulimic may they not maintain. show. Yeah. They might maintain. Yeah. They may maintain or that, you know, and they do it privately. And so, in, you know, at, mm. so who it knows? might be hard. It might be hard. But yeah. maybe close girlfriends or other people right. might like know. the girl, like the girl, the friend right. said that. But then she maybe wouldn't tell her husband. But I feel like if you're living with someone yeah, and you're eating with them, right. like you would probably notice. I, I think so. But unless she's doing, unless she's unless hiding she's everything, like, unless she's like binging when he's not there, right? And then like you barely know? touches dinner or something yeah. like that. Okay, so then this thing comes out. Let's like leak to the press something called the Shivo memo. Oh, During the Terry Schiavo case in March 2005, a talking points memo on the controversy was written by Brian Darling, the legal counsel to Republican Senator Mel Martinez of Florida. Um, the memo suggested the Schiavo case was uh, Schiavo case offered, quote, a great political issue, end quote, that would appeal to the party's base and could be used against Senator Bill Nelson, a Democrat from Florida who was up for re-election in 2006 because he had refused to co-sponsor the bill that became known as the Palm Sunday Compromise. Wow. So basically a, an art, a memo from inside of a campaign, how to use this case and exploit it for our own political it's, gain and power. This is the disgustingness that is politics. Yep. 
Martinez stated that he had not read the memo before it inadvertently had passed to an Iowa Senator Tom Harkin, who was the Democrat that passed it, that was part of that bill. And then it became public knowledge. After the existence of the memo was reported by ABC News and the Washington Post, Senator Majority Leader Bill Frist denounced the memo and asserted that the Republican Party's interest in the case was solely based on moral grounds. Darling, which is so fucking not true. Because right now we're, we are 10 years out of, at this point, we're 10 years out of Gingrich. Yeah. And it's yeah. already, those, those, those seeds have been sown. We know yeah. what they're doing at this point. Um, Darling remained silent about his authorship of the memo as commentators from the conservative magazine Weekly Standard and other publications questioned its authenticity. The source of the memo had not been disclosed by either ABC News or the Washington Post. The Washington Post said that it neither implied that the memo originated from a Republican source nor that it was circulated by Republicans, though it did in fact make these assertions when it published the story by reporters Mike, Michael, uh, Mike Allen and Manuel Rogue Forenza on the wire service on March 19, 2005. The authorship claim was removed from publication of the print version, but on April 6, 2005, Darling admitted to writing the memo and resigned his position as legal counsel to Senator Martinez. Ooh. Uh, he wouldn't have resigned today. <laughs> oh, no. Just give him a little, a, a little job on the side over here. Yeah. Girl. Wow. It's fucked me up. It's fucked me up. No, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. I, the the oh. gravestone, I think, has yeah. really upset me more than anything because it's yeah. like, it's over. Like, yes... Yep. You guys were all angry with each other, but why make this last? And then again, you're using your wife and your wife's death yeah. to take a stab at someone. Like, that's not nice. And this it's is not their, nice. daughter. It's their daughter. And you have children now. You uh, know what it's like to have a, uh, a child. And I don't like, like it. I don't like how that. I don't, I don't either. It's a little low. It's a little dirty. It's way dirty. You know? Nah. It's their It's their baby. Yeah. I mean. And uh, they fought for her for all these years. Like, just let it go. Like. You know, have some compassion, like, and just say it's the end, it's over, and let it go. Not a good look. I agree. Well, now, if our... I'm ever in a PVS, take me out. Yeah, same. Please, okay. Same. Just letting anybody know same. that. Ooh. <laughs> Hashtag PVS. <laughs> I mean, make, make sure we can find it so everybody knows. Like, oh just God. take me. I don't want to be on that. I don't want no. anything to do with that. No, 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 no. Listen, I I know that my ex-husband, who's like Catholic, Catholic, uh, would have kept me. He would have oh, done this. Yeah, he would have done this. Well, and now even we had, when I went and had surgery, when was that? October twenty one. Did I have surgery or twenty twenty? Um, or was it twenty one? Oh shit! I think it was twenty twenty. Because remember, I think we had surgery at the same time. Okay, yeah. I even even when I was checking in, they're like, "Who would you like us to call if there's an, like you know if you if we need?" To, I said, "I put my mother's name down." <laughs> And I told, I called her before the surgery. I was like, just so you know, I put your name down. And if this, if something terrible happens, take me off of it. Don't keep me alive. Oh my God. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. Well, that was fun. <laughs> we should this do Friday best. recordings. We should do, yeah, we should do uh, some more Friday recording. Okay. All right. Bye. <gasps> If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.